Jesus. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the fifth day of oh. January 2021. She's a Tuesday. My name is Nick. Look at everybody. It's Big J. Yeah. What's up, man? I'm ready. How'd you uh, How'd you spend your Monday night? Uh, you know, I was just thinking about that, and it was a little boring. <laughs> I'm like, man, I need to get out and do stuff. Well, what happened? Uh, nothing. I, you know, I just get home. I got a routine. You know, I do a few chores here and there, and then a uh, little Xbox. Uh-huh. Get on the computer a little bit, do some stuff here and there. And then uh, I got into uh, Discovery Plus a little bit because they have got a bunch of original programming. Okay. Oh, is that? Did you just subscribe to it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I started a, a, a free trial. They got a free trial. Uh huh. Um, and so the the uh, the original programming right now, it's only like four episodes of stuff. Of course. Okay. Because everything's new. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, taking a look around. What did you watch? Anything that was good? Uh, yeah, I watched um, uh, that that uh, Bobby Flay and. Giada, Lauren. Oh, I forget that Food Network is part of that. that yeah. That, that, them in Italy think. Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. Bobby Flay took like six weeks and went and lived in Italy to learn Italian. Well, yeah, that's what a lot of chefs do, man. Uh, yeah. They go to other parts of uh, the world to learn just to like intern at restaurants. And, um, you know, I've seen plenty of shows about Italy and, and food and stuff, but I mean, it was a little different and man, it, it looks uh, beautiful. So I want to go to Italy now. Uh, you didn't before? Not really. Really? That's like the only place I want to go. Yeah, I'll take you. Uh, will you? Yeah. All right. Right now? Are we leaving? Well, we can't Are go we right getting married? Now. No, we're not getting married, dude. Right. Uh, no, but we can't go there right now anyways. Uh, it sounds a lot like my night. I wrapped up season three of Cobra Kai last night. Uh, that is how I spent my Monday evening. I, I've realized, and this may be a conversation for another time, but I can't, I don't want to blow through stuff now because... I just because I feel lost at the end of stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, listen here. Let and me... so it's 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 a binge thing. It's like a binge uh-huh. thing. I want to take my time with it. All right, I get it, but so... I, I will go on the record and say it, it's not like Cobra Kai is some in-depth, mind-blowing. Experience. I know, but I feel like at the end, I don't I don't have my friends anymore. You know? No, I don't understand. Oh, I just you, the characters and things like that. You get they become a part of what you're doing, especially when you're engrossing yourself in hours of their entertainment, right? Yeah. Okay. I so, guess. I, and I'm talking about something that's five or six seasons long. Okay. A perfect example is Bleeps Creek. Uh huh. You can say the word when you're talking about the TV. Oh, show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Shit's Creek. Yeah. Uh, the TV show. So you know, I mean, at the end, we started that thing, and we when we binge something. We binge it. Like, yeah. it, it, it doesn't survive the weekend. It doesn't matter how many seasons it is. Yeah. And so afterwards, it's like, oh, I miss I miss everybody because it's all compacted. And I uh, that's the whole point of the TV shows. All right, man. Well, we'll get into some TV shows today and a bunch of other stuff. It's Alice in Chains right now. It's No Excuses here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on The X-Rocks. <laughs> on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you're uh, our uh, Idaho lottery expert. Yes. In the studio as somebody that plays on the regular. Uh, do they require you to do the picture with the gigantic check if you win a big jackpot? Do you think that's part of the whole thing? We should ask our buddy next time. Dave, he comes Dave, in. Yeah. Workman, Dave Workman. Dave uh, I don't know. I'm going to guess it's highly recommended. Because uh, they announced the winner yesterday at the Idaho raffle, the million oh, dollar not, Idaho it's raffle. It's not me. 
It is not you, not unless you're Charles Zetner from uh, from Jerome Idaho, are you? No, but congratulations, Charles. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's funny to me because, you know, it is cool that there's a guaranteed million-dollar winner, and he went all through all the pomp and circumstance yesterday and, and did the whole thing and took the picture with it. But it's very clear that he does not, and wisely so, I say, does not want you to know what he looks like. Because, I mean, it's different in a pandemic, he, but he mean, he's wearing the full mask, He's got sunglasses on. Oh, He's perfect. wearing a big old hat. Yeah, like, now is the perfect time to be able to get away with that. You you cannot recognize this dude if you wanted to. I mean, granted, his full name's out there, so there's that. But it is very clear he's doing the whole, you don't know what I look like, and that's the way I want it to be because now I'm a new millionaire kind of a thing. And uh, congratulations to him for that. Uh, he ended up picking up his lottery ticket at the Tobacco Connection in Jerome. And next thing you know, he's a millionaire. Old Jed's a millionaire. You understand? Yeah. And uh, the Tobacco Connection gets a little bit of an extra bump because the winning ticket was bought there. They get a $20,000 bonus from the Idaho Lottery as well. Game sold out on December 4th of this year, and a bunch of money got to benefit Idaho public schools and buildings because of it. Uh, This is the 14th year of the Idaho Lottery raffle for a million bucks. And so congratulations uh, to Charles. And it begs the question, Big J, if it was not required of you and you did win a fairly substantial jackpot, would you take the picture? No, I wouldn't even want people to know who I was. You just you wouldn't show up to work that. one day? No, 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 no. I would still come to work. Oh, it depends on how much money you win, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not coming to work if you win like 60 to 80 no, million, I would. You? I would totally. You would? Yeah. Why? Because uh, this isn't just a job. It's my love. Oh, man. What are you talking about? And then I would leave you in the in the lurch. That's what I would fully expect. No, nothing more than that. You son of a bitch. Uh, either way, uh, he won a million bucks. So congratulations to Charles, the Idaho raffle winner. NCAA announced yesterday that all of its March Madness Division One men's basketball tournament games will be played in Indiana this year. The 67 games will take place at venues either in or near Indianapolis, which is already scheduled to host the Final Four. That reduces the possibility that March Madness could be canceled by the coronavirus pandemic for a second straight year. So there's that. Uh, The announcement about the women's tournament is expected soon. AP reports that San Antonio, Texas, which is scheduled to host the Final Four, is believed to be the frontrunner for a potential similar one-city format. Uh, And uh, listen, it's looking good for both BSU teams at this point. Uh, the men's basketball team and the women's basketball team played fairly, fairly well. Uh, women's basketball team has been in a pretty good run of making the tournament the last couple of years, so that's not a surprise on their side, the ledger. But the men's basketball team is really uh, playing balls out right now, which is very, very nice. Like it very much. Hey, uh, one day after the end of the NFL regular season, uh, the Chargers also fired their coach yesterday. Anthony Lynn got S can. Doug Marone also officially fired from the it's Jaguars. A lot yesterday. of open. Job six to be exact. What's your favorite job that's open right and now? And general manager. Well, I think prob. I mean, you know, Jacksonville's got that number one pick. Yeah, but they got a lot of holes. They to got Gardner Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he's I don't hanging know. around. I don't know if he's that much of a valuable asset. I would say probably the Chargers. I would uh, tend to agree. I mean, Herbert was pretty good. Yeah, for being a rookie and not having really anybody to teach him nothing. And they've got some some pretty solidified young talent on that uh, particular. Uh, team, They really do need to solidify probably some linebacker positions on that Chargers team and maybe some offensive line. But uh, they're in a tough division. That's going to be hard for uh, a little bit, too, for them to try to overcome the Chiefs. Yeah, but if they want to be – well, it's going to be tough because Anthony Lynn, I mean, he's a defensive guy, right? Yep. So they don't want to do that again. But Robert Sala would be a good choice. 
Yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's also in the talks of uh, heading to Detroit, too. Uh, he is from Michigan, so uh, that could be his way to go. Uh, Big J, we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, and I'm kind of glad we didn't. Uh, over the weekend, it was reported that Tanya Roberts, the former Bond girl, uh, was dead. And Midge from, or not Midge, but she was uh, in uh, Dead 70s show. Correct. Uh, played Donna's mom, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, so then it came out yesterday that she wasn't actually dead. Her publicist reported her dead to TMZ and OMG and all the gossip rags. Because her longtime partner, Lance O'Brien, called up her publicist over the phone and was at a long day at the hospital and was crying and said that he had to say goodbye to Tanya and got to see her beautiful face one last time. And after that, he was just blubbering to her. So she ran with the Tanya Roberts' dead story. Turns out, no, she's not. The actress, however, has been taken off of life support. And it does look like now she is going to pass. But what a mess, man. Yeah, damn. I mean, listen, it's not like Tanya Roberts is in the news, so I'm guessing her publicist probably isn't top tier. But <laughs> I'm also saying, like, man, what is happening? That's that's just a bad, somebody that's bad at their job. Like, confirm that your client's dead before you go to TMZ, right? I probably think it was a miscommunication, you know, between Well, she's her admitting the, to the miscommunication. Yeah. But still, she's also admitting the first phone call she made after she hung up with the, her boyfriend was to TMZ going, hey, client's dead. Run with it. Go. And everybody does, of course. And now she's not really dead, but she is going to pass. And it's just like, oh, God. Or she survives. That's it. Yeah. It's like Hulk Hogan. She comes out of the coma and everything's fine. (laughs) Shaking. Morning after. Gets up, walks out. With Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We have taken three movies, stripped away the stars, the director of the studio that brought you crap, and we're left with just something called a brief plot description. Based on that plot, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you, the listening audience, in a 24 hour time period. Those are the restrictions of streaming, dumbass. Are you prepared to accept the mission, Big J? Yes. All right. Uh, Today's particular theme is. Actors that Big J is a fan of. Each one of these movies, and there are three of them, Big J, have at least two people that you are, in fact, a fan of. So I really don't think you could go wrong here. It just kind of figures out which one of these movies you would rather watch, okay? All right. Movie number one, a successful Los Angeles art gallery owner's idyllic life is marred by the constant traveling of her husband. While he is away, she's shaken by the arrival of a manuscript written by her ex-husband who she has not seen in years. The manuscript tells the story of a teacher who finds a trip with his family turning into a nightmare. As she reads the book, it forces her to examine her past and confront some dark truths. Oh, I should also say each one of these is like a thriller or slash action movie. Okay. okay. All right, great. So you're not walking in any kind of like dramas or, or comedies or anything like that. There's some action elements and thriller you. elements. To take. Movie number two. A lone scientist decides he needs to do whatever it takes to contact a crew of astronauts returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe that they know nothing about. Movie number three. Wow. A California stockbroker is arrested and charged for a fatal DUI accident and on his lawyer's advice takes a plea deal which sentences him to 16 months in prison. While incarcerated, he becomes involved with a violent white supremacist gang. Oh, no. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? That sounds terrible, and I don't want to go down that path. 
Uh, so I'll go movie number one. Movie number one, it is... Discovery. You passed instantly. Discovery. <clears throat> yeah, the lady discovering your ex's past. Uh, you passed on movie number three right away. That was called Shot Caller. Uh, and it stars Nikolai Coster Waldo, Jamie Lannister from oh, yeah. Game of Thrones, John Bernthal, uh, the Punisher, oh, man. Also in it, and so was Lake Bell. So that had three people Ooh. that you enjoyed in that movie, but you decided Lake to pass Bell on in prison it too? right away. I do not think Lake Bell is in the prison. No. Uh, my guess is she's probably the lawyer. Movie, I bet you John Berthold is, though. Movie number two you passed on to is called The Midnight Sky. That's got George Clooney and Felicity Jones in it. Two people that you enjoy, agree or disagree. I don't, I don't know much about, yeah, I guess. What? Felicity Jones. I mean, I think I've seen her in one thing. Well, you've definitely seen her in Rogue One. Yeah, She's a Star that's Wars. it. But you've liked her in it, correct? Yeah. Uh, you will watch a movie called Nocturnal Animals. Uh, <laughs> that stars Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Amy Adams, and Michael Shannon. Uh, are the three people that are in that particular movie. So Nocturnal Animals is the name of the movie that you will watch. You did not enjoy the last Amy Adams movie that you watched. Uh, this one, I don't think she plays a hillbilly drug addict, so I think you should be okay. Uh, but I cannot, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't totally say that for sure yet. Looking pretty hot in it, though. So uh, there is the movie that you will watch and review for us in 24 <laughs> hours. But then again, so is Michael Shannon. You can play the home game and see if your review matches ooh, up ooh, with Big Jay's. Oh, wait, you, you didn't see the rest of the people in this movie. I saw the top three books. Isla Fisher and uh, Army Hammer. Oh, you love, see, you love, look at that. Laura Linney. <laughs> see, you like Laura Linney? Yeah. What are the things you like Laura Linney in? Uh, let me look. I rest my case. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. If one of the things you have missed most, courtesy of the pandemic, is traveling, no, you are not alone. Uh, it's a lot easier to go places when uh, there aren't travel restrictions in and out of your country. And uh, you actually are getting sucked out of some happiness because of it. Turns out, travel might actually make people pretty happy. What? According to Washington State University, the researchers found that people who reported regularly traveling at least 75 miles away from home reported being about 7% happier in their overall wellness compared to those who reported to travel very rarely or not at all. According to the researchers, while things like work, family life, and friends play a bigger role in overall reports of well-being... The, you know, deciding to travel and having experiences in that particular realm appear to have a small yet noticeable effect on life satisfaction. 7%. So if you find yourself traveling a whole lot, you'll find yourself 7% happier, I guess. If that is an exponential number for you or a number you'd like to increase, maybe think about it. Of course, it's not so easy to go places these days or you have to at least make some sort of weird commitment in order to do so, but... If that could be something that you could do, or maybe something that's on the bucket list, if you will, when things return to somewhat back to normal, think about it. Make yourself happy a little bit, or happier anyway. No harm in that. Denver Broncos announced yesterday John Elway is stepping down as general manager after a decade and will become president of football operations. Would that mean he'd be stepping up? (laughs) No, I think he won't have any. uh, President of football operations, as far as I can tell, is basically like some sort of figurehead. Is he being demoted? Yeah, because he's no longer responsible for any of the roster decisions, which is what he was doing. Well, I heard he still has final say. Uh, He may have final say, but he won't be involved in, like, the draft process or the free agency process. 
A new GM will be hired to make football decisions with Vic Fasciano. Uh, the move by the Hall of Famer comes after a 5-11 season, the fifth straight one uh, that the Broncos haven't made the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I don't mean, I certainly am not. I'm not a huge Broncos fan, so I can't say I've watched a lot. But Drew Locke doesn't seem to be the answer for me no. at quarterback. Either. No. Hank Bachmeyer does, though. Uh, or Brett Rippin. I meant Brett Rippin. Get them both on there. It's worked for the Cow. <laughs> nah, maybe that hasn't worked either. What? Having two Broncos? Having a whole bunch of Boise State Broncos all on the same team. Yeah, well, uh, either way, I think they've got some issues. But, uh, yeah, uh, John Elway has tried and failed for a bunch of times to try to find a quarterback. It just hasn't hasn't worked out, which is weird that John Elway can't find a good quarterback, right? That's not weird. Uh, I mean, although, to be fair, credit words do. He, did, he was able to lure Peyton Manning to the Broncos, which led them to a Super Bowl championship. So he deserves credit for that. Uh, but... Uh, he was able to get because uh, Peyton Manning was pretty close to signing with Tennessee at the time, and uh, and then he was able to, I guess, make sure that that didn't happen. So he deserves a little bit of credit there, but just hasn't had to figure out things. What the hell he was going to do since Peyton Manning has hung it up. If you are a subscriber to Disney's Hulu and Live TV, you will get some new channels very soon: Comedy Central, MTV, Nick, BET, and other Viacom cable channels as part of your lineup will be added. Hulu's live TV package didn't have them and their debut of 2017 and haven't until this agreement. Under the new pricing, which is which came out on December 18th, the baseline Hulu and live TV tier with ad-supported VOD rose to about $65 per month. That's an 18% increase, but now you have the catalogs of Comedy Central, MTV, Nick, and BET to add to that. So if you have kids or you enjoy Comedy Central, there is something more for you, and at least you know what you're getting a little bit more of with your money increased when it comes to Hulu. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to Williston, North Dakota for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, man. It is a city that's about 80 miles away from the Canadian border. And it's one of those towns in North Dakota that you've heard so much about that focuses a lot on on oil and gas wells, you know. So there's a lot of people in there that work in that kind of a community. And I don't know about you, Big J, but I I am sometimes guilty of this when it comes to social media where, uh, you know, I'll get like a friend request on like a Saturday and I won't think about it for a couple of weeks because I don't pop on there as much as I probably should. And I, you know, I clear it out of my phone and then I forget that it's there because the notification has gone away. Right. And so I don't always accept friend requests right away. Sometimes it takes me a little while before I do it. Usually it's not done on purpose. But then there are other times where, like, I don't know that person that well. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. So I'll wait a while before I accept friend requests. And apparently that is is bad form, at least when it comes to Caleb Burzik, who's 29 years old. Uh, Caleb used to work with a gentleman uh, named Tom at one of these uh, gas and oil well upkeep places. Uh, but, unfortunately, Caleb lost his job about three months ago. Oh, and so man. he decided that he wanted to keep in touch with a couple of former co-workers in case, you know, the opportunity for another gig popped up, specifically with this Thomas dude, because Thomas Roberts, because he wanted to maybe keep an eye on him because Thomas had moved to another company and it would be nice to have an in at another place in case something popped up. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. And so Thomas... Networking, really, is what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And so Caleb sent Thomas a friend request on the old Facebook. 
and uh, and Thomas, for whatever reason, didn't get back to him. Uh, Thomas Probably said that guy that he was like, yeah, he felt like Caleb was a little bit weird and didn't really want to be friends with him on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, uh, I know exactly a person <laughs> like that, and and got a weird vibe from him. And oh boy, is that going to pay off? Because uh, then, it, it, after about a week of not getting answered on Facebook. That's when Thomas said Caleb started sending him what he called, quote, aggressive Facebook messages. Things like, hey, man, how come you're not accepting my friend request? And then that followed up a day later with like, dude, how come you're not even answering my messages? I can see you're reading these. And then finally, the final message came in, quote, accept my Facebook friend request or I'm going to murder you. And that is when Thomas was like, whoa, dude, I'm definitely not clicking the accept button on that. I'll tell you that right now. And then things got even weirder. On New Year's Eve, Big J, at around noon, uh, all of a sudden he heard a huge loud noise outside of his door. And sure enough, Big J, it was Caleb kicking down the front door to his house with his family still inside. Uh, Man, you should have accepted that dude's request. Did not have any weapons on him. And the police report that was filed didn't really say what happened once Caleb got inside the house. But... Uh, what ended up Fill your hands, you <laughs> son of a bitch! What ended up happening was Thomas did restrain Caleb until uh, his wife, while well, his wife called police and police showed up, and then arrested him for burglary, terrorizing, trespassing, and assault charges. And so there's a lot of charges that go into this kind of thing. And so he ended up getting into some serious trouble. 911 was called, cops showed up, he's in trouble. Caleb pleaded not guilty to the to charges, which is interesting. I have always found that interesting. Oh, you were caught red-handed in the process, and yet plead not guilty. Uh, but he will be going to court on April 20th on all these charges. And uh, for the record, Thomas says that he has officially deleted Caleb's Facebook request. So there will be no friendship there, online or otherwise. He still has no idea why this dude went nuts, why he decided to kick down his door all because of Facebook. All of it's really, really confusing to him as well police think Caleb may have been on something at the time so that could be a thing he's on, but he's on stuff a lot anytime you get a death threat via Facebook for not accepting a friend request that's probably a dude you shouldn't be friends with anyway yeah you've proven my point thank you Yeah. now stop kicking down the front door of my house my kids are home morning after with Nick and Big J there's your we're going to hell story it is the X Rocks hi folks <laughs> Green Day, that is Brain Stew and Jaded here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it never ceases to amaze me how everything is cyclical, Big J. Even the world of technology, as it makes some advances and decides to do things into the next millennium and God knows what's going to happen next, it is interesting to me to find out how everything almost kind of starts where it begins. And if you remember, back in the uh, cell phone world, when it first kind of started, specifically with things like uh, your flip phones and your razors, remember the the biggest thing that you looked for at the time was, you know, the compactness of it. You didn't want a big bulky thing that you had to carry around everywhere. Yeah, because, you know, early on they, they were bricks. Right. And so the razor was a big deal and breakthrough because it was so thin. And the flip phones were a big deal and nice because it had a decent sized display and it didn't take a whole whole lot of space. But as the smartphone kind of came onto the scene, specifically the iPhones and even the Androids, one of the things that became a selling point for these phones was how big your display could be. 
it no longer yeah. mattered how you know I guess small the screen was or the phone was or the compactness of it. You wanted a big solid screen that you could see a lot of stuff of, and it's almost like people were walking around with tablets. And now, if you believe the internet and the reports that are close, Apple is getting very close to getting out the very first foldable iPhone. Uh, so that you can check out the compactness and they can make things small again. The uh, tech giant has reportedly asked manufacturer Foxconn to create two prototype shells to test out for future iPhone designs. Now, the two phone designs are very different, according to the Internet. One features a large display that folds in half, while the other is two separate screens that are joined by a hinge. Now, it's not exactly clear if Apple plans to put out a pair of foldable phones or if they're experimenting to kind of find the best design and see which one works best. But it's also on the heels of a patent that they have put in that is a ultra-flexible phone that has a display that can be folded both inwards and outwards to kind of impact the compactness of the phone that you're carrying around with you. And so we're kind of going back to the flip phone days, if you will when it comes to the size of things. Now, obviously with the flip phones, don't forget the, the top half was your display, the bottom half was usually your numbers and the, the uh, keypad that you needed. This is a little bit different in that particular respect, but I ask you, Big J, I know you're not an Apple guy, I'm not asking you to get into an iPhone, Ooh. but you do know that when something like this happens, the others aren't far behind. And well, so, the others already have a foldable phone. Right, they already are, have a hinged phone. There are so. foldable phones out there. I ask you, does that matter to you? Do you care about that kind of stuff? Is it something that would be a uh, a nice feature for you? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, but they haven't exactly uh, mastered it just yet. No. And it, well, this is going to be one of those things that's never going to be perfected. I don't think. I mean, oh, if yeah, it, it will. If it's sure. a foldable phone, though, you're going to have a crease in it always, or there's going to be something that's going to make that display impacted in some way, shape, or form. Oh, I don't think it would care as much about that as uh, what you can do with the other screen and how it relates to. It. I mean, there's a couple things that are interesting about it. Uh, so you think one day you'll buy yourself a foldable phone? Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, it's a transition for me. I have no interest in this, whether it happens or not. I mean, I, I'm perfectly capable and happy with the phone that I have that does not fold at all. Uh, but I also was one of the latest people to move over to a smartphone. I had a flip phone forever and was just fine with that as well. But uh, I am happy to report that uh, it's going to be soon that you're going to see the foldable phones at least more readily available from the large retailers out there. So get used to it. The technology is advancing, and the idea is they want to make it smaller and thinner for you, uh, which will make it easier for you to break and lose. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Nothing new, Big J. Pandemic or not, we have hit the winter months here in the United States of America, and that usually means the winter doldrums you understand yeah winter days have less light than summer days and even if you don't have what's called seasonal affective disorder better known as sad big j the gray days may leave you a little bit down that's okay but there is a way to fix it oh yeah simple way to feel better open up all your blinds and curtains first thing in the morning my friend according to clinical psychologists that's the best way to do that and if you can't spend time outside because of the weather or the grayness or it's just too cold then maybe you need a little bit of the outside to help regulate your hormones and neurotransmitters and it'll have a strong effect on your mood, behavior, and the body's natural rhythmic pattern. So you'll be exposed to more natural light. That helps during the day. And for cloudy days, 
you may want to invest in a little bit of what's called a light therapy box. Have you ever heard of that, Big Jim? Yeah, yeah, in some form. I don't know about the box. It gives off light that mimics natural sunlight, basically. Nice. And so it helps you feel a little bit better and improve your mood on days where you're feeling a little bit down in the wintertime. That was a hot topic in the TV show, Northern Exposure. The light therapy box? Yeah. Because it's always dark in Alaska? Yep. Look at you, Big J. Bringing back Northern Exposure. I mean, what? There's like three seasons? Nobody remembers that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I never watched the show. I remember the moose from the beginning, and Janine Turner, was that the yeah, lady that yeah. was in? There you go. I remember that much. Hey, uh, the uh, got a couple of NFL teams looking for coaches after yesterday. The Jaguars officially fired Doug Marone, who went 1-15. They are sitting at number one in the NFL draft. And the Chargers went ahead and dismissed Anthony Lynn after four seasons. The head coach was 7-9 this year with the Chargers. Had a good rookie year out of Justin Herbert, but a disappointing year the rest of the way around. So... Chargers will be looking for a new coach as well. John Elway will no longer be the general manager for the Denver Broncos. He will simply become the president of football operations. A new GM will be hired to make all football decisions, along with Coach Vic Fangiano, who is going to be sticking around for at least one more season. The Broncos were 5-11 last year, the fifth straight season under Elway that the team uh, has not made the playoffs, and so they are looking to make a little bit of changes. No doubt about it, no matter how you look at it, the Quibi app was a complete failure. Agree or disagree, Big Jack? Yeah. Uh, it has officially collapsed and ceased production, but Quibi may actually be uh, selling some of the rights to the shows and specifically some of the development deals that they have with some of the bigger names in Hollywood to Roku. Shows in Quibi's portfolio that were popular included Survive, which starred Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones, uh, Dummy, the show starring Anna Kendrick, and originals from Steven Spielberg, Guillermo del Toro, Jennifer Lopez, Sam Raimi, Reese Witherspoon, former guest of the morning after Antoine Fuqua, yeah. Kevin Hart, Steven Soderbergh, and more, and they all have contracts set up with Quibi that they can't get out of, and so the only real equity that Quibi has is the ability to do something with this particular talent pool, and so they're talking to Roku about picking it up and maybe Roku doing some original stuff. Be great. Uh, Roku has a channel. I don't think there's any original programming on it, though, right? Um, I don't know. It's been a while. I mean, a lot of it was just a bunch of the free stuff that's out there. Yeah, I think that's still what it is. Uh, It changes every month and things like that, but it's a lot of the free things that you'll find on other streaming platforms. It would be the first kind of foray into original stuff. And maybe under the Roku banner, you'd be able to not have everything 10 minutes and at least get it on your TV, which I think was your biggest beef with Quibi, not the last, right? Yep. So there's that. Nothing is set in stone, but it is a possibility that maybe some of those things that you enjoyed, if you were a fan of the Quibi stuff, could be coming back, and the stuff that was supposed to happen could be happening on Roku. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and here's your opportunity to see a real streaming event, not like those other sissy streaming events. This one is Avatar dreams it's a four-part actually uh streaming series kicking off here on uh, january 9th we'll get you set up with tickets for the first one uh which is called dreams as i said so you just need to beat me pop culture smackdown which i don't know we'll see it's the beginning of the year my brain isn't functioning all right so you have that warning in advance the number is 208-287-1003 if you'd like to play a little game called pop culture smackdown for these passes to the concert i dare you and i say good luck to all parties involved hello the x hey good morning good morning sir what's your name please 
Michael. All right, Michael, you're up first. Michael, for decades, Coca-Cola has used what Arctic animals as their holiday seasonal mascots? <laughs> polar bears. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, Michael? Po- polar bears. That is correct. Big J, what music producer has received a record 80 lifetime Grammy nominations? Record producer. He's a producer? Yep. Uh, also a musician for a very long time. Uh, he then and his, uh, but he's mostly a producer these days. But he does have some Grammy nominations for the music he made as well. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rick Rubin. Wrong. John Legend. Wrong. Bob Rock. Wrong. <laughs> Ross Robinson. Wrong. No. No, 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 no. Anthony Kiedis. Uh, wrong. What if Flea. I what, wrong? What if I said he uh, he produced Michael Jackson's Thriller, oh, probably boy. the most oh. famous one that he has put together, and uh, still hack. still makes music to this day. Um, uh, no, I'm not thinking. Not Quincy Jones. Right. Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones has a record 80. Like I said, man. Grammy. Nominations. I mean, I did ra- rally off a few producers. True. Yeah, Bob Rock so. came in second with exactly zero Grammy nominations. Congratulations I there, my that. friend, uh, right Michael. Now. You got I yourself you. some Avatar action coming your way. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set with that concert that's coming up on January 9th. We are going to come back with some headlines. That's happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Thing you need to know. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by GoTeamMazda.com. That's the website for Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. Everything yeah. you need is right there for your next new or used car venture. From the 16 under 16 to all the new inventory, it's always being updated on Team Mazda's website. Of course, you also have the Fresh Start credit button there and even the payment calculator so you know exactly what you're getting into before you purchase. So check it out for yourself. GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Take your time. You got to do what you got to do and everything you need. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. Restaurants are getting creative when it comes to surviving the pandemic, and the Little Traverse Inn is located in Leonel County in Michigan and has built five brand new ice shanties to continue to allow for outdoor dining at the winter temperatures in Michigan. What's an ice shanty? A shanty is basically, you know, it's like one of those like little like indoor buildings that you put out there for ice fishing. That's oh, okay. called a shanty. So it's like almost like a little kind of thing that will protect you from the elements, but it's not very big, but enough square footage probably for a table but, enough but to But how eat. is that outdoors? Uh, what do you mean how is it outdoors? It's outside. Well, it's a shanty. Yeah, but it's not like a whole, it, does, it usually doesn't have like a door on it. Okay. You just kind of, it's just basically That's kind of like a shelter. That's how not being inside. It's not having a door. Correct. The uh, shanties cost a total of $25,000. Also, they're individual size. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a big shanty. It's oh, like a I've seen the ice fishing tank. houses. I'm just saying that's like a little house. Uh, they were $25,000. They were designed and decorated by local artists. Each of the structures contains a one-room private dining room for up to six people. The owner of the restaurant says opening the shanties in December has led to an influx of reservations and allowed the business to bring employees back to work. So the shanties are working. Shanty it up, Big J. Yeah. I hope they have heat in them. That's the one thing that you're going to need if you're going to get set up. I don't, I don't want to eat outside in Michigan shanty or no. You know what I mean? In the winter months? No, you're fishing it. You don't want to eat in it. I don't think they're actually on ice, though, Big J. Okay. 
Take your time or everything you need. Everything you need. Hams is a Minnesota-based beer brand that bills itself as the beer refreshing. It's offering a chance to win a one of 50, 50 broken resolution preparedness kits for when we inevitably break our New Year's promises to ourselves. They're called emergency kits. And they include a six-pack of Hams beer, redeemable via a prepaid gift card, five pounds of restaurant-quality bacon, all contained with a Hams-branded cooler. Sweatpants are also notably absent from the kit, although they still seem wholly appropriate bringing on the, the bacon and beer. So you get bacon, beer, and a cooler as a way to say goodbye to your New Year's resolution. Interested, Big J? No. What's the matter? You don't no. like hams? Nope. From the land of sky blue waters? Huh? I don't think I've actually ever had a hams. Uh, you're not missing much. It's it's your basic run-of-the-mill, relatively sweep, uh, cheap swill, if you will. But uh, it was a certainly a big part of growing up in Wisconsin. I remember seeing yeah. it right next to the Natty Light in pretty much every cooler you go to. Wrap it up with take your time. It's never too late to right or wrong, right, Big J? Never too late. Yeah, you're C- right. Cindy Gaylord is the chair of the Westfield Historical Commission in Massachusetts, and she said that a man has contacted Westfield City Hall last month and asked to talk to somebody with the commission. He said he had something that belonged to the city and wanted to return it. Gaylord arranged to meet with the man in person, and he told her he attended Westfield State University back in 1980, and he ended up stealing the bronze sword from the sculpture of General William Shepard, a Revolutionary War hero in the city's downtown. He admitted it was a drunken mistake, but he still held on to it for 40 years. He recently rediscovered the sword while going through his family belongings in the garage, and he decided to try and return it. The statue sword, of course, was replaced decades ago, but Gaylord says the original will likely have a new home and a local museum and a nice story attached to it. So, do you forgive the man 40 years later for coming forward? Sure, but he should have returned the sword just quietly, not said anything. Like, put it right next to the other one. Yeah, yeah. Because that would have been a more fun mystery. Like, what the hell? Yeah, nobody would have known what the hell's going on. Why is there this? Also, I probably not a good idea to just leave a random sword out anywhere at Big J. You know? The wrong person could stumble upon it. That's how comic book villains start. You don't want to try that kind of stuff. Mr. Glass. <laughs> yes. I found a sword in the middle of Massachusetts. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> Three Days Grace. Somebody that I used to know here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X-Rocks. We are both big, huge fans of movies. There's no doubt about it, but sometimes that is not the best place to get your romantic advice from, right? Yeah, especially romantic movies, rom-coms, as uh, we like to call them. And uh, listen, those things are movies for a reason. Uh, they they dispel a belief. And here is a, a couple ex- examples of how uh, those things uh, could be really creepy in real life, Nick. Uh, and, and one of those uh, here at the top is breaking into your crush's home to leave gifts. Yeah, it always struck me as something that was weird. I remember like seeing uh, a couple of movies like you know, the woman would be coming in from a road trip and inside her house it would be filled with flowers or balloons or something that was like a ridiculous amount of things. And you'd be like, how did they get in there without her knowing? That's really, really weird. And uh, I'm glad that somebody pointed it out. Yeah, Sweet Home Alabama is a perfect example of that. <laughs> uh, starting your entire relationship out with a lie. Never a good idea. No, it's not going to work out in the end. You're not going to redeem yourself. It's just, you know, unless you're an undercover FBI agent and you're, you know, trying to, uh, uh, maybe even then, 
you know, a Stuber style. Right. Like, uh, there's plenty of, of movies that you can think of where the uh, the dude pretended he was, uh, you know, gay to get close to somebody, yeah. and then it all worked out in the end, which makes no sense because there's a, not a bigger lie in the world than that. Or, you know, the, the, the there's the bosom buddy side of things where you pretend you're, you're somebody else entirely. Yeah. Uh, before, just to get a little bit closer to people, it doesn't work out. And I don't think this has ever been done before. I mean, I would love to, to, to find a story of someone who had this happen. But crashing a wedding right before the vows. <laughs> <laughs> right. If if you have anything to say, say it now. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's ever really going to happen. God, you would hope not. You really, really yeah. would hope not. I mean, total old school style should, probably should have happened there, but didn't. <laughs> um, let's see. Planning a super public proposal. Now, I don't know if that one is, is, is probably as dramatic as it sounds, but... It's because you proposed in public. Yeah, I did. So, I don't think that's one's creepy at all. Uh, here's one that's pretty interesting, though. Having to prove your fake relationship is real in front of your family. So, uh, there's lots of problems with that. Like, why do you have a fake relationship? Uh, unfortunately, for some people, I could see where that might be an actual reality uh, for those who aren't accepting of other people's uh, sexual orientation. But uh, when couples are fake dating and trying to convince their family, uh, the family forces them to kiss in front of uh, each other. I've never seen what? that. Yeah. <laughs> what movie? Oh, I don't believe you're really kissing. I don't read. You're not together. Kiss is the drunk uncle. I suppose. But uh, yes, I, I can't think of a movie where that even is a situation where the family makes you kiss in front of them. To prove that your relationship is real. Uh, singing to the person you love. Serenading them All right. at their doorstep. I get that. Uh, a la John Cusack with the boombox outside of Ioni Sky's window, which is also pretty creepy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we love to talk about that one. But yeah, that it's like, what are you doing down there? That's weird. It is pretty, pretty weird. And uh, here, I think we can end it on this one. Uh, and this is pretty obvious. But uh, stalking your new crush. So you keep bumping into each other. Oh, hey, weird. I, I didn't know you were here. That's crazy. That's, that's, it's creepy. Yeah, try not to be uh, creepy as possible. Uh, easier said than done sometimes. But, uh, yeah, if you're pointing towards movies to help you uh, crack through that ice and make that next step, it's probably not a great idea. But, yeah, uh, I think uh, no stalking should probably be right at the top yeah. of the list. The last one they have on this list is, is basically anything Noah does in The Notebook. I've never seen that movie. Explain it to me. I don't. It's. I've tried to forget everything about that movie. So, so if uh, we were talking about it off the air too, anything in Love Actually also qualifies as really, really creepy. Right. Things that people do in order to be in that relationship. We know it's a very uh, loved movie, but it's just full of creepy people doing creepy things that are not okay in real life at all. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to emulate some of the things you see on in TV and movies, please. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will do some bad impressions. That's next on the X Rocks. <laughs> After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we'll get you set up with uh, a streaming ticket to watch Avatar's Dream streaming event, which is happening January 9th. It's the first of four different, uh, in, in, you know, different sets, different, I think even productions in total of an amazing streaming event. Can't wait to check it out. Our friends in Avatar doing that. We'll get you set up and figure out bad impressions here today. 208-287-1003. Big J has got three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out what that famous person is. And boom, streaming concert is yours. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Hey, Robert. Hey, what's up, man? What's your name? Brent. All right, Brent, you're up first. Hey, this is uh, a fictional character, okay, Brent? Uh, there are so many of me in the coming year that more than one actor has to play me. 
Uh, I fight crime mostly at night. Oh, yeah, I'm a billionaire and have no real superpowers. Um, next one, bro. Who played me best? Michael, Val, Clooney, Bale, West, or maybe Affleck? Batman. Batman. He got it right. Congratulations, man. I'm Batman. Hang on one second. Uh, we'll get that information ready for you for that Avatar stream. Uh, why is Batman in the news? Uh, Michael Keaton, in particular, with, uh, you know, late yesterday, some news coming down the pipe that uh, Michael Keaton was going to be uh, coming for forward in the next year playing a whole bunch of different Batman parts. Uh, and that he was going to essentially be kind of taking over the role in the coming couple years which is really weird because he's super old uh and um you know we got pattison's uh superman or uh, batman coming out and uh, apparently there was kind of a mix-up in, in communication and, and, uh, and now they're retracting that saying eh, that's not the case but they're making the flash movie right now and michael keaton is going to be making appearance but how large of a role now is in completely questioned some say it's pretty big and some say it's not that big of a deal but we'll see him in more than We've seen him in a long time uh, in the coming year and a half. Yeah, which is great. I love the fact that Keaton's back uh, reprising the role as Batman. I, to what extent, I guess, it would be very interesting to me. Uh, I've always said I'll be, I'd will be be shocked if he's back in the cowl, you know what I mean, uh, as a 65-year-old man. But it, it wouldn't surprise me at least a little bit if they tried to do it. But uh, we'll see what ends up happening here. I'm excited to know that he is back and ready to play the role, though, because he's everybody. He should be everybody's favorite Batman. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I'm I'm a fan of Michael Keaton, and uh, his role at the beginning was he did such a great job. And that was back when everybody was freaking out about uh, him getting cast originally. If you remember, uh, nobody wanted him to be Batman to begin with because they thought he was a comedic actor and it wouldn't work out. <laughs> I don't remember. See, I was I did wasn't in that whole world. Who did they want to play Batman? I don't know. It was 1989 at the time, so I can't remember who the other names Stallone. were. But they weren't they weren't exactly happy with. They, I think they wanted a little, to be it to be taken a little bit more seriously, and they were worried about it being campy. But it certainly wasn't that. It was it was a little bit out there because it was Tim Burton. But I wouldn't call it campy. Agree yeah, disagree. agree. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Ray. Hey, Ron Jones, that is Take Me Away, wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Big J is going to watch a movie called Nocturnal Animals for you tonight. Give you a full review of that tomorrow. That's going to happen. We gave away some Avatar concert streaming passes today. We'll do more of that tomorrow as well. And even had a chance to talk about the future of technology and why you shouldn't take movies so seriously. An effective Tuesday, I would say, Big J. Yeah. And that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Well, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I should say, you're on notice. You've got like 40 days to figure out Valentine's Day in the in the pandemic. Any recommendations? The pressure is on. Because you got to make a count, right? Yeah, a trip uh, overseas. Yeah, well, you're not no, allowed to go I, anywhere. I, I mean, I have no idea what uh, it's going to be. Uh, I would say a picnic in the backyard, maybe? In the front yard? Do you have any plans? No, not right now, but uh, that's why I'm putting everybody on notice. It's time to start thinking about it now. All right, kicking around. Do you remember what you did last Valentine's nothing. Day? Nothing. We did nothing. Well, of course, you are the uh, the Duke of Romance. That makes the sense. Duke of Romance. I went to uh, I went to Crobot that night. I don't think that was Valentine's Day. Close. Uh, but either way, you uh, you have an opportunity to take advantage of it and make sure you don't drop the ball. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now more than ever, it's very important to make sure that everybody's happy on that particular day. 
So uh, you have officially been warned. Tomorrow on the show, you will have a chance to get that movie review from Big J plus some Avatar stuff. We'll see you then. Jason Drew, he comes up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs>